Chill out, Cranky. I'm listening to Virtual Theater's new Patreon series, Banana Slamma, which follows my adventures in the animated Donkey Kong Country cartoon show. They're reviewing each episode. It's bodacious! Virtual what now? What's a Patreon? Dude, Virtual Theater is a podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them. And with Patreon, you get tons of extra content and bonus shows for only one dollar whoa not only do they show up on patreon but they also have shows on every episode of both captain n and the zelda cartoon captain n the zelda cartoon i heard those shows were as awful as your cartoon honestly these whippersnappers today don't know how to make a good show anymore back in my day we had real heroes that didn't need a Patreon to sell tickets and- Gotta go, Cranky. Candy's coming over to watch Banana Slamma from Virtual Theater. Catch you on the flip side. Subscribe now to Virtual Theater's Patreon for only $1 to get Banana Slamma, Zelda, Captain N, bonus shows, early access episodes, and so much more. Virtual Theater, the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them, available wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone and welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Alice and Aletha. How you doing, Al? How's your weekend? Is it uh, snowing there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, here I mean, too. it's been snowing all weekend. Um, it's mostly like slushy and gross now. I really like snow when it falls, but it's like just slushy and gross now. So yeah. it's more of a hindrance than pretty. Um, yeah. Um, I'm exhausted. I'm weirdly alert, but exhausted. I haven't slept well all weekend, so, Uh-oh. but I'm here. Well, that's not good. I'm sorry to hear mm-hmm. that you're exhausted, and uh, I am sorry to hear that it's snowing, because it's snowing here, too, and I don't mind the snow. However, every time it snows, I'm just like, well, tomorrow is going to be awful getting to work and coming yeah. back from work, because nobody can drive in yep. the snow, which is very unfortunate and weird, because you would think growing up in Canada... Where it snows regularly, you would be well-versed in driving in the mm-hmm. snow. But, alas, uh, we are not. Um, okay. Well, the year, Al, is slowly ticking to a close. We are about to close the chapter on perhaps the most uneventful year in The Legend of Zelda in the last 15 years. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like even after Breath of the Wild came out, we were almost getting something Zelda-related once a year, if yeah. not multiple times. And yeah. I, I don't think we've gotten anything besides teasers for Tears of the Kingdom. I think... Um, let me let me try not and Not that I can remember out. well, yeah. 
So the other year that comes to my mind that was just like dead for Zelda was 2015. But I think oh, yeah. in 2015, did we not get Hyrule Warriors? Wasn't that the year that Hyrule Warriors came out? 2014. So Hyrule Warriors, maybe Legends was getting announced or something. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it was September 2014 that we got Hyrule Warriors. Right. Okay. Well, then then we at least had DLC in in that year, right? Like yeah. something. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're really... Like 2015 was was a definitely it was definitely a uh, a down year for sure, mm-hmm. but at least there was DLC. I'm just looking right now. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So that was a, that was a bad year too, and we did have the crushing announcement that Breath of the Wild was getting delayed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I could I could uh, accept an argument that that year maybe is the worst year. But 20, I mean, there's no argument to be made that 2022 was a bad year in this Legend of Zelda business. There's no doubt there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like even playing the Zelda series this year hasn't been too well for me, except for like the marathon, which is always a good time. Yeah. Always a good thing that we do. And that's cool. But like, even still, it took me a long time to actually like muster up the motivation to practice my games and I just haven't felt a lot of Zelda motivation this year. I feel very burned out, and it's not even because there's, like, an overflux of news, you know? It's because there's nothing. Yeah. I feel very unmotivated. It's like we landed on Mars, and we're looking for signs of life, and it's like, is that Zelda? Nope, it's just another red cliff over there. Too bad. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. We, uh, I think our last opportunity to see Tears of the Kingdom came and went with uh, the passing of the Game Awards this Thursday, which you and I watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that in depth on this show. But, um, I mean, unless Nintendo just decides to drop a random trailer in in from now until the new year, which I just, I don't see that happening, then uh, that was it for the year. And mm-hmm. we can probably expect to see Tears of the Kingdom in February at the director. Yeah. And I... I I mean, if they don't show this game in February at a direct, I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you because it's getting to the point now where it's just like this is insane. Like this game comes out in five months, and we've seen a combined five minutes of footage for this game, and it's very like it's very arrogant. I feel like mm-hmm. it's very arrogant of Nintendo to just assume that like, well. Breath of the Wild was this massive hit. It was this massive game. People are just going to buy this. We don't have to put any effort into it. Whatever, whatever. And they're probably right to an extent. But I don't think that they're right enough. Like like I said, we did our very first Zelda's Percentages show um, way back when. And the original question in that show was, is Tears of the Kingdom going to sell half the copies of Breath of the Wild? And I am, like, sticking by that. I, I think yes. I think with each month that nintendo was just like we don't need to market this game it's okay i think that arrogance is going to cost them and nintendo is a company that has been punished for their hubris before multiple times uh particularly after the success of the wii and especially after the success of the snes and Mm -hmm. you would think you would think they would learn but here we are uh two weeks Two, three weeks before this month has ended and uh, nothing with their biggest game in years coming out. And I think that that's not like a 
I don't think that's hyperbole, right? Like, I think that t- the sequel to Breath of the Wild is the biggest game they have. Even taking away that you and I are Zelda fans, like, this is the biggest game they have, right? Unless they're doing, like, a new Mario Kart, a new Smash, a new Animal Crossing, like, this is it. Yeah, I can't even, I mean, I guess maybe Fire Emblem's coming out. Oh, that's not even in the same league as Zelda. I'm just trying to, what I mean is I'm just trying to think of, like, what have they told us to look forward to in 2023 besides Tears of the Kingdom? You know? Well, there is Pikmin 4, which looks, well, I I mean, I can't say it looks good because we haven't seen anything, but I'm pretty (laughs) excited for Pikmin 4. But yes, I I know what you're saying. I just don't know. I just don't know anymore. It's like, it's kind of weird. I don't know. I feel like it's a weird age we're living in with Nintendo. It's not like they're, we're not really in COVID anymore. We haven't been for a long time. We're, um, I don't know. We're in today's day and age with technology, so it's not hard to market things or talk about things. And um, I don't know. Maybe their marketing team is suffering right now. I don't know. I I am not sure. I I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, say what you will about the Game Awards. And we have a lot to say about the Game Awards, and we're going to get to that in a second. But... The Game Awards is an exceptional opportunity to market to the audience that you don't have. Mm. If you yeah. if, if they put out a Nintendo Direct, guess what? Everyone that subscribes to Nintendo is going to watch that. And everyone that's into Nintendo is going to watch that. And it's going to be awesome and it's going to be fun. But, like, lots of people that maybe wouldn't have bought Tears of the Kingdom are watching the Game Awards. And if they see this, like really hype trailer it's just like imagine if they release that 2017 story trailer for breath of the wild at like the game awards like boom you would have seen like tons and tons and tons of business and i mean like it did tons and tons of business anyways but a trailer like that for tears of the kingdom uh, <laughs> oh man but, I don't yeah know. and i i mean i like what you said about an audience that you don't have because you know uh, the game awards is for everything in the gaming industry not just when, where we watch you know nintendo specific e3 or nintendo specific directs you would have had you know the whole gaming industry watching because even though the game awards are not that great we still watch you know <laughs> because we want to see what's going on in our, our, the gaming industry so you would have had that whole audience to see especially after winning most anticipated game you know like if you're gonna like if you were, n- if it were me, and I was nominated for most anticipated game, I would have had a reel ready for why you should anticipate this game and why we are winning this this award. You know what I mean? Right? Like maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It would have been a good idea to have some kind of trailer. I'm just I'm trying to look at the stats right now. So we were we were just talking about this. This is the audience that you don't have, and like for example, there are. 1.4 million people that watch IGN stream of the Game Awards. 1.1 million people that watch GameSpot stream of the Game Awards. Um, there is... I actually... I can't even find the actual Game Award channel itself. Here we go. 4.7 million people watch the Game Awards stream. And I I don't think that a lot of those are like Nintendo fans or Nintendo diehards. Like, this is a mm-hmm. good place to be like, Hey, we've got this Legend of Zelda game coming out. Maybe you should buy a Switch. Because it has games. And mm-hmm. check this out. Now, I will yeah. say that uh, Nintendo wasn't the only one that dropped the ball this year. Xbox was, like, completely absent. They were, like they, I don't even think they had anything. Like, not a oh. single thing shown. Which is disappointing because Xbox Weird. is, like... Or Microsoft has, 
you know, really made a really good effort to acquire a lot of these studios and get some games going, but they just, I don't know, maybe they're too far off or something, but, uh, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't any Xbox presence, like, yeah. whatsoever. Even Nintendo had a bigger presence than, than they did, so, and that's bad when you're saying that, so. yeah. And it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of sad because I feel like the game awards would be enhanced by people who are like, you know, cause we were talking about this before the game awards came on is like, Nintendo doesn't really care about the game awards, but maybe they should. And it might enhance the show for one yeah. thing for other people. Um, you get more people watching it, but you have just so many people watching it already because even though it's just not the greatest show ever, we all want to know what's going on, and they're yeah. going to tell us what's going on. So why not be a part of that? Why not amplify amplify that event and be a part of it? I don't understand, really. I I agree. Like I, I don't know what to I don't know what to say. I don't know. This is this is the most bizarre, frustrating, arrogant release hype train window to a big game that I may have ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like. And, and I, I and I know we're still five months away, and like everyone is always just like, "Oh, Andy, they they announced Metroid Dread three months before it came out." Like, you know what? Yeah, I get it. Okay, but like, this is a different circumstance. A, this is the Zelda series, which is like the, one of the biggest series in the world, and certainly one of the biggest that Nintendo has. Um, B, they already announced this game like three years ago, so that cat's out of the bag. You can't put it back. Mm -hmm. So like, you have to start like feeding the yeah. monster and and. It's just, it's completely different, because and it's just baffling. Dread, Dread, you you guys only had rumors that you were going off of, right? You didn't rumors, have any yeah. news about it. Yeah. But it, it wasn't Whereas, like we knew it was going to be Metroid Dread, or it was just like there might be a new 2D Metroid game in development, which could mean anything, a remake, a, a sequel, uh, whatever. Right. Um, but this, like, we, we explicitly knew, hey, they're working on the sequel to one of the biggest games of all time. Like, one of the best-selling, one of the best-reviewed, one of the most impactful games of all time, bar none. Mm -hmm. It's... <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is a maybe this is a even bad press is good press type of situation because we are talking about it and people are talking about it. Like, what the heck, Nintendo? Why aren't you marketing this game? So, I mean, I, I don't me, know it's... that that's true. I don't think that anyone that doesn't mm -hmm. have a weekly Legend of Zelda podcast is talking about like Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> they might True. like at this point like you might get a mention like let's just say uh nintendo voice chat is the ign nintendo podcast and i i used to be a regular listener to that i, I have i've kind of fallen off in the last couple of years but like i don't think they're talking about tears of the kingdom every week either i think they're just like talking about other nintendo stuff and it's just like this should be like the most monumental like hype inducing release since mm -hmm. i don't know like a long time Right? Like, I just, uh, it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Although, I'm trying to look up that tweet that uh, Nintendo put out about um, Tears of the Kingdom being nominated. I want to see how many, like, uh, interactions uh, so, so while you're had. So, while you're looking that up, I will say this. So, Nintendo did put out a tweet. And we talked about it last week. as fool's gold. And I was 100% right. They did put out a tweet that said, Tears of the Kingdom is nominated for most anticipated game. And then, like... And how excited are you, like, uh, are you excited about the release in May? Like moths to a flame. Zelda yeah. fans flocked, and they were like, oh my god, this must mean we're getting some Tears of the Kingdom. We're gonna get Tears of the T Kingdom. We're gonna see a new trailer. We're gonna... And, like, I don't think it's unreasonable for Zelda fans to 
you know, assume that. And they're so starved right. that, like, I understand. But, like, Nintendo would put out or tweet exactly like that for every single game that was released. There was one for Bayonetta. There was one for Splatoon. There yeah. was one for Xenoblade. There was one for Mario Rabbids. There was a lot of those kind of tweets. So I was like, I was like, guys, please don't fall for this because you're just going to be crushed. Right. I think a lot of people did, and a lot of people were crushed. All right, so this has over 700 replies to it, and I'm going to guarantee you most of them are, please release a trailer. Yeah. 996 quote tweets, 4,153 retweets, 40.1K likes. So it's not like... I. I feel like there's still a little bit of press for it because all these people interacted with this tweet. Oh, but there, it's there's still, definitely press for it. It's still just it. crumbs. It's just, yeah. it's not enough. There's a, yeah. It's just like, how do I say this on this show? You know what? I think we're at the time, I think we're at the point with this Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom game, Allison, where, and you're going to have to excuse my French, but like, it's time to shit or get off the pot, Nintendo. <laughs> What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay on the pot or are you leaving? Like, come on. Let's talk about this game award show. Okay. Yay. More, more <laughs> things to be excited about. <laughs> let, let me, let me, let me just say this. So we, I, I want to go over the game award show and talk about some of the games that were released or, or, or were announced rather, um, because there were actually like a, a decent amount of games that I was like really, really excited for. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to say this. Okay. You say what you will about the Game Awards, and uh, and there's certainly certainly some very problematic elements of the Game Awards. This show, I don't know if I could say that it was like a good show, but it wasn't. And it wasn't an awful show. It was it was probably the best Game Awards show I've ever seen, like from from Jeff Keighley mm-hmm. and his group. And uh, you know, I, I give him credit for that. Like, I think that the pacing was a lot better. I think that there was, like, less of, like, this happened, but it seemed, like, less egregious, where, like, there were, like, you know when he just, like, rattles off, like, eight awards in a row, and it's just, like, yeah, okay. That did happen once that I can think of, but I, I felt like there were more time for awards. Um, there were some cool musical bits, and uh, there weren't as many, like, egregious ads. Like, there were still a lot of ads. A lot of ads. Yeah. But at least in my mind, I was, I was just kind of like, all right, well, like, at least the Rock's energy drink isn't here. Like, it's an ad about something for gaming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, it didn't seem, like, as egregious. So, I, I want to give him credit. For credit where credit is due. So, can I say that it was a great show? Definitely not. Can I say that it was a good show? Maybe. Maybe not. But maybe. But I think it was the best show that they've done so far. So, I don't know if you I agree with that, but... No, I... I will feel... I will say that in the last two three years where we were watching the game awards and i was like this is getting worse and worse every year yeah it was a little bit better this year i'll say that like it definitely had better pacing it definitely had better like um announcements uh world premieres as they call them uh we had more time for awards i think more people like people accepting awards and that sort of thing so i will say that it's better it's just still not it's still not good i don't know i it's hard to say it's like if it's going to be three hours long, three I mean, at least hours. tell, yeah, like, tone it down, bring it back down to, I mean, two hours is probably still too much, but I would have been okay with it, because two hour mark is about when I was, like, getting really tired. Yeah. Also, if Nintendo could just be like, hey, we're not going to give you any Zelda news, 
that would be cool too so that we wouldn't be like on the edge of our seats waiting for it the whole time right not that like i mean part of me was but part of me was also like this is not happening you know what i mean um i don't know it's just so it's just not great it's it's a it's a very long show it's too long yeah like three and a half yeah, hours that's the is... biggest thing is it's too long it clearly is too long, but but again, I do want to give uh, Jeff Keeley credit because see, like he he seems like a really nice guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he yeah. seems like a nice guy who cares about video games. It's just he's mm-hmm. kind of got this unfortunate reputation where like because he is like the guy for the game awards and he's like shilling out all this this product placement and like advertisement and stuff. He I don't know. He I, in my mind he just kind of gets like this unfortunate reputation, but. He does seem like a nice guy, and he did tweet after the fact. Um, I'll see if I can pull it up here, but like he was basically talking about like I know that there are problems with the show's length, but you have to balance that with like advertisers and and stuff like that, and so like there there is a reason for it. I think he knows, like I think he knows that uh, yeah, a lot of the issues that people have with the show. So there is like a, a gentle, you know, there's a gentle balance there, but uh, I don't know, I. I guess I came away from this one, like, more positive. Like, even even without Zelda. I think if you're a Nintendo fan, you just kind of have to go in, like, knowing that this isn't going to be necessarily the arena. That you're going to yeah. see a lot of Nintendo stuff. Which is disappointing. Which, yeah. which is disappointing. But I, I think that, like, for me, I was just like... I came away and I was like, you know what? All things considered, I've seen way worse Game Award shows in my time. And, like, this yeah. one wasn't that bad. And, like... Yeah, it's definitely too long. It's definitely too yeah. like if they could make it a crisp like two hours, like that would be that would be ideal. That would be I awesome, think. but yeah. I don't I don't know how you do that without like eliminating a lot of the game reveals, or or you just have like those rapid fire awards that we talked about. So I'm it's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I'm know. not really sure we need um, musical entertainment for the game awards. To be honest. Um, oh, I, I kind of like that. I like I that. I mean, I do too, but it's like really um, short bursts. So it kind of feels like short-lived yeah. and unnecessary. You know, I like the orchestra at the end when they're doing the, the what what we call it? Shout the out to 22. Flute Guy, by the way. Flute Guy was rocking. I know, he was awesome. He, he was like at least three different instruments. He was channeling the Lord, our Savior, playing I've that flute. Seeing, like. <laughs> I've been seeing him all over Twitter, too. That's great. Um, but yeah, I think the orchestra is cool. But like having, I don't know, having an artist come and... They had two different artists, I think, and then do one song. I I don't yeah, know if we they had that. Halsey there for sure. I, I remember was it last year that they had Green Day? That show was two years ago, two years I think. Ago? And awesome. you were so stoked, and they only did one song, right? You're like, uh, oh no, they, God, did Green... they did two. They did two. They did Welcome to Paradise so, and a if, new song, but it was great. Even so, if Green Day is gonna be there, I want to hear some Green Day, not just like two little snippets of Green Day. Well, oh, I, I can I can understand that, but. Also, like, unless the show is going to be four hours long, like, I'll take a shorter show and just two Green Days. Anyways. I'm just saying, they could cut that out and it would cut the show. They could cut a little, they could trim a lot of the fat, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's obviously still reason to improve. I think that, like, the the issue is, like, I don't know. It's, adver- you have to get a certain amount of advertising in to get the money to actually produce it. So, it, it's it's a tough spot. Let's actually talk about the Game Awards, though, for a sec here, Al. I okay. think you did a better job of writing down some stuff than I did. But, uh... We have to talk about what kicked off the Game Awards. That was Al Pacino just rolling into the Game Awards. That was great. That was great. And I love <laughs> Al Pacino just doesn't care. He's just like, I don't play video games. My kids do. But, like, 
I don't. Why am I even yeah. here? It was awesome. I just... <laughs> it was it was funny and it was cool. I had to go back and rewatch that because I missed the first bit of the Game Awards. But like, I just felt like it was very unrehearsed and odd. Yeah. Like, I was just like, okay, if you're if you're gonna have Al Pacino there, like, I don't know. It just felt like he was not prepared for that whatsoever. I I agree, and, but I, I kind of liked it. I, was... <laughs> I thought it was awkward, and then it was even followed up by more awkwardness when well. um. With, with the really yeah, yeah. and i i thought he, what everything that he said was really important and sweet and great and it clearly meant a lot to him but it was definitely way too long yeah so that was that was um kind of got like i felt a little bit secondhand embarrassment for that but not like in a bad way like he's very he's clearly very sweet and it meant a lot to him but still yeah. uh chris so chris judge by the way is the uh is the voice of kratos who won performance of the year mm -hmm. that dude's suit was killer Mm -hmm. That was a good suit. He looked good. He yeah. looked good. So uh, see, he went on for uh, an uncomfortably long time, but you know what? Whatever. He just won a big award. Like, mm -hmm. let him have it. Let him have mm -hmm. it. Um, so I had uh, I had two games that were announced that I was really hyped about, and one one that I'm question marking, and another actually two that I'm question marking. Um, so we, I don't know, do, do you want to take control here? I think you did a better job writing down what was revealed or not, or do you want me to just kind of jump around? What do you want to do here, Al? Um, I mean, I'm looking at the list of uh, the games that were announced, and I mean, probably the biggest ones, it's so hard, because some of these, like, I feel, personally, I'm not as in tune with the entirety of the gaming industry as I am with Nintendo, so when I see these games, I'm like, okay, I guess, cool. But I feel like people are probably hyped about Horizon Call of the Mountain, but that's like a yes. VR game. Yeah. Um there's uh there was a lot of like really trippy looking games. Um hide and seek uh mode for Among Us looks fun. Might get people back into Among Us. That looks cool. Um there's some indie games that were revealed. Um I think my two biggest takeaways was definitely Jedi Survivor, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's the follow-up to um the last game that Fallen Cal Kestis Order was in that or whatever. I, yeah, that I haven't played but I want to play and now I really want to play it because Survivor's coming out. So I feel like that's one of my big takeaways. You know what? Sorry to interrupt you. You know what? Is Go uh, for it. uh Doominal Crossing from the Omega Metroid podcast. Won't shut up about that game and what a great Metroidvania it is. Like, he, he, for two years now, he's just like, dude, you got to play this Fallen Order game. So, I, don't I know, mean, maybe I will. It looks really good. And now that I'm like more in tune with Star Wars than I've ever been in my entire life, I feel like I would appreciate it a lot more. Um, but another thing that they did, and this was Nintendo related, so that was cool, is they gave us a clip of Mario. Um, I it looked really fun. The music was yeah. killing it in that clip. Um, I still don't know how I feel about Chris Pratt, but I think I'll get over it. Um, so that was cool. And then there's this other game that I was looking that I think looks super cool. It's called Banisher's Ghost of New Eden. It looks like a cool, like kind of ghost hunter game. That I, it's not like my type of game, but it gave me like Skyrim vibes. So I was like, this looks cool. But everything else, I don't know. I I hope you had more things you were looking forward to. That was oh, I announced. got I got two that uh, that I thought were really awesome. So. Um, let me ask you a question. Have you ever played the game Celeste? No, but I've watched people play it. Okay, so Celeste came kind of out of nowhere for me in 2018. And uh, it was actually my game of the year that year. 
and it's it's a very very fun game like to play it's very fun but the story was so like surprisingly sweet and surprisingly like just i i don't know it was it was like is very very deep very emotional and not what you would expect out of a game like that and so i i really really love celeste so there was a game that was announced and it was like from the creators of celeste and i was like perfect i'll get it and then they showed the game and the game actually looked awesome looked awesome so this game is called earthblade and it is a uh, a 2d platformer it kind of looked like a metroidvania a little bit but like the uh, the art style was the same as celeste kind of like the same pixely but like uh, really beautiful kind of uh, presentation um the gameplay looked awesome which isn't a surprise at all and i just i think from like the reputation of this developer that 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 i now think of them for making this masterpiece called celeste i'm just i'm really 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 excited for this game i think it was coming out in 2024 so it, it was yeah. like it was a ways away a ways yeah, they away that's a pretty yeah early. <laughs> which uh which is too bad but at least they're kind of like setting the expectation right away just like hey yeah. this game isn't coming out like imminently so um, i'm really looking forward to that i, I think it's going to be awesome i like if anyone out there is uh, is thinking that they need a game to play for the rest of the year i would recommend celeste it's on the eShop right now it's absolutely just a uh, incredible experience uh, that i couldn't recommend highly enough so earthblade was one of the games that i was really looking forward to really caught my eye um and then the second one you probably know the second one i don't know if you yeah, were in the I chat did. or not but... i was yeah oh my god i was god. present the whole time i was with you guys i was just quiet <laughs> all right so the, here's this here's the scene everything's everything's dark all of a sudden hideo kojima comes on stage and i am freaking out because he is he is my lord and savior i love that man he's like there's nobody cooler in this world than hideo kojima i love all his games i think he's like so brilliant like it just and he's not afraid to make like crazy ass video games like and like i don't there's there's just something about like uh his games that like i just like love because they're so wacky and they're so they're so like they pull inspiration from like so many like movie tropes and stuff like that but they're like these unabashedly proud video games that just like do crazy video game stuff so hideo kojima's on stage it's his first time in north america since the pandemic started and then uh the trailer starts and uh we get we get the trailer and then we the actress and her name is escaping me right now but she played fragile in death stranding she comes on screen and he had been he had been kind of teasing a new game with uh, with a bunch of different people, and he had been tweeting on Instagram or, or posting on Instagram some of the actors that he was using for this new game. And so I was like, I wasn't super surprised to see the actors who played Fragile, because I was like, okay, well, he cast her in a new video game. That's a very Kojima thing to do. And then there was, like, the little BB as well that had, like, an octopus thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is a sequel to Death Stranding. And then, like, the trailer started. It looked absolutely wild. And Sam Porter Bridges popped up, which is Norman Reedus, which was just, yeah. like, so hype. I was popping off. The game is literally just called DS2, which I just kind of love. It's just, like, we got no time for words. We got no time for anything. It's just DS2. Mm -hmm. um, the tagline looked cool. It was, like, should we have reconnected the world? So I'm really excited to see where the story goes. The first Death Stranding was so insane. Like, this game was insane. And it was kind of a grind to play at the beginning. Which mm -hmm. I think is intentional. Like, it, it, it's just like, 
I don't know. It's like nobody but Kojima would make a game that's like hard to play at the beginning and then reward you later to like with the payoff of like this absolutely wild and insane story. So I'm so mm. pumped to to see like where that story goes, where that world is going. Like that game was so crazy that I I was like I was freaking out in the chat actually. And I don't usually freak out for games, but I was freaking out for for DS2. Yeah. Um wasn't the uh, Death Stranding was announced at the Game Awards a few years ago, right? Like a like a couple years ago. It's still a relatively like newer game, isn't it? Yeah, Death Stranding came out in 2019, and they spent like oh. years and years and years working on the engine for it. So I'm anticipating that DS2 is going to come out a little bit sooner. Okay, because I was later. like, I was surprised that they were already announcing a second one. But I mean, good for them. That's amazing. And I've I remember seeing the original trailer and being like, what in the trippy yeah. f is going on? <laughs> um, it's not my cup of tea, but I oh. am. I'm excited. I'm excited for because when they were when they were showing that, you were like so stoked, and I was like, what, this is what's cool. it gonna like, take for you to play Metal Gear Solid? What's it gonna take? I don't know. <laughs> I still have to play Minish Cap. Like. Yeah, I guess Although I guess we should I, uh, we should crawl before we run. I think I honestly think that this is finally gonna like at the end of the year, maybe when I get like my paycheck or something at the end of the year, that this is gonna be the time I finally get a PS4 or PS5 and start playing those games. Yeah. So, because there's so many games that I want like on my to play list that I don't have the console for, so I'd like to finally do it. Um, so we'll see. We'll we'll see about stuff like that. Uh, real talk, I don't know if you'd love Metal Gear Solid, but I'm pretty sure you would love Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure you would. That's on my, yeah, that's on my, uh, to playlist. I, so I might even really recommend cool. you bump that to, like, number one on your to play. What is number one on your to playlist? Uh, the Final Fantasy Remake 7, because I've never played a Final <sighs> Fantasy game, so. Okay, that's, that one's, that one's pretty good to you. That one's yeah. pretty good to you. Also, uh, Fallen Order as well, so, like. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, DS2, I was just like, this is so awesome, I love it. I just like, I, I'm I'm just such a, I don't know, I'm such a Kojima fan, I, I love him, uh, I think mm -hmm. he's I think he's awesome. Um, so yeah, those were two games that I, I saw and I was like absolutely hyped for, were Earthblade and DS2, and I have some ones that I was questioning, which I want to okay. go over with you here. So, I was, I, I saw a trailer, and it was like, it was towards the end of the show, set in space red skies and then like everything was on fire then there was ash oh, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. and then there were mechs and i was like hey this looks pretty cool like what is this and uh it was revealed to be armored core and mm -hmm. i've never really heard of armored core to be honest with you i know a lot of people were excited this is a series that um began either on the xbox or the xbox 360 era um mm -hmm. but it, it's been a while since the last one came out it looked pretty cool but i i was like Oh, it's a it's a From Software game. Okay, and so From Software is the is the developers of Bloodborne and Dark Souls and oh. Elden Ring. And I was like, okay, and I and I was a little bit hesitant because I, for whatever reason, I just like I did not get into Bloodborne like at all. And I've heard so many people be like, this is the best game of all time, so good, best game of all time. And I was playing it, and I was like, is there something wrong with me? Because like this is frustrating and not very fun. And mm -hmm. so. Seeing that, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Do I want to get this Armored Core game? And then I looked at the the series, like the games that had come up before, and all of them were kind of like middling reviews. Like they weren't necessarily that great. Mm. So I was like, 
I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of hyped, but kind of not. But I, I don't know. I'm a little bit on the fence. Did that one stick out to you at all? Um, no, no not really. Like the whole mech thing, kind of. Eh, eh. It's not my. It's not my thing. I guess. You know, Hideo Kojima made a mech game called Zone of the Enders, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Um, <laughs> so the other one that stuck out to me, and actually, I need your help because I have a decision to make, Al. Uh, oh, okay. I have a decision to make. Was the sequel to Hades being announced? Yeah, now, that was that was. I think a lot of people are excited about that. I think they are too, and as as well they should be because I I know tons and tons of people love Hades. And yeah. So I was thinking to myself, like, maybe I should just get Hades. It's actually on sale right now for like mm. half price. It's fifteen bucks on the Nintendo eShop. So I'm thinking to myself, like, should I just get Hades? Like, I've spent fifteen bucks on stupider things in my life, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Should I just get this game? But the the thing that's holding me back is it's a roguelike game, and I just can't stand. What does that mean, roguelike? So, it, it's like a procedurally generated game. So like each, so for example, let's say Zelda was a roguelike. You'd walk into the forest temple, and the room layout would be different every time. The enemies would be different every time. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything yeah. would be different every time. Kind of um, like um... kind of like Moonlighter. Kind of like Moonlighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those dungeons were were roguelike generated dungeons, and um, I don't know. I just I just I kind of hate that. I, I don't like it like at all. Mm-hmm. But I've just I've heard like from a lot of people that Hades is awesome. But there were also some people that were like, yeah, I hate roguelikes and I couldn't get into Hades. So I, I don't know what to do. And um, I'm kind of at the point now. So I'm finished Xenoblade Chronicles and I need a new game. But like. I don't. I just don't really feel like playing Pokemon. I feel like I just kind of did that earlier this year with Arceus, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to get it like right away again. By the way, I was watching Detective Pikachu last night, and Pikachu Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu said Arceus. So I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, um. everyone can be wrong sometimes, even Detective <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> um, <laughs> even a Pokemon. <laughs> Um, I, I will say that I feel like when I see stuff for Hades, it looks super cool. Like, I mean, why not at least, if it's 15 bucks, why not at least just buy it and try it? And if you hate it, well, oh, well, you know, and then, and then you know that you're not, you're probably not going to like Hades too. But like the, I feel like, I don't know if I would really like it, but I love the art style for these games. Like it is so cool. It looks so good. And when they were doing this one, I immediately knew it was for Hades, even though I never played Hades. But when I was looking at the art style and like the just like how things were moving and stuff, I was like, "That's for Hades," or yeah. at least like a sequel or something. And it's Hades too. So I thought I thought it looked good and looked cool. Definitely, a lot of people are hyped for that one. I don't know. I I think maybe I'll just try it because just try it. Why not? I think I'm gonna pick up the Fire Emblem game in January. Hmm. So I need something in between there. But I've also heard that you can sink like 100 hours into Hades, so I'm not really sure. I've also got like a million games that I currently own on this shelf that I, I haven't played yet. So yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, those were those were the games that really stuck out to me um, that were announced or were talked about at the Game Awards. Maybe there's a few others that I, I just can't think of off the top of my head. But those ones for sure were the ones that I was just like, okay, like sweet or at least like I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo had a couple other announcements. They had like a Bayonetta prequel, which is like oh yeah, so weird. Out it looks like Bayonetta Origins. Yeah. Uh, and 
um, it's that's fine. I guess it's just weird that they just had Bayonetta three come out, and now they're already announcing a Bayonetta prequel kind of game. Which, and by then, the way, Bayonetta three won best action game, but I've seen nothing but negative reviews for Bayonetta three. Like nothing. I, yeah, I feel like I've heard not the best things about it. No. Um, also, they announced like a expansion pass for the new uh, Fire Emblem game that hasn't come out yet. So that was interesting. Yes. But it has the three, you know, OGs from the three houses. Uh, three guys. houses. Yeah. So cool. But those, I feel like those are the only two Nintendo things. I think so. Um, but frankly, that's. That's two more things than we got the last year and the year before, so... True, true. Uh, Crime Boss Rocky City had, like, the oh most... Oh, my God, yes! I've, nev- I've ever seen in a game. Yes, I forgot about that. It's got, like, <laughs> vanilla ice in there. It looks so sick. Chuck Norris, Donnie yes. Glover, Michael Rooker. It's, like, it's just an insane cast, and it's cool. They all look like their people and i I have no interest in that game (laughs) i have no interest in that game but i loved the trailer for it because of the cast um (laughs) i thought that trailer was so good it was it might this actually this could be the type of game that like comes out and it's just like completely awful but like the trailer was it's got danny trejo in it which popped me it got vanilla ice which popped me Uh, (laughs) chuck norris i didn't think was all that great but like just like just the cast was so good Michael Madsen is in there, like, ugh. Speaking of casting, uh, there's a DLC for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, and it has Idris Elba in it, and he looked awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of have an interest in playing Cyberpunk, so I might... So do uh, I. I. I think yeah. I might... Even I don't know if I'm like going to get it of... on... Well, I think all those issues have been fixed. And okay. frankly, frankly, I heard someone say, like, there's as many issues with Pokemon Scarlet Violet at launch as there were with Cyberpunk. Oh, okay. Uh, then like, I'd be totally fine with that, because, I, think, I mean... I think that we need to play it, though, on, like, a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, because I have heard I have heard it's really bad on, like, old consoles. Gotcha. I, I, so I don't know. Okay. I'm with you, though. Um, I want to pick it up. Another thing I think a lot of people are excited for are probably Final Fantasy 16. Again, I've never played a Final Fantasy game, so this to me didn't mean a lot, but I know it means a lot to a lot of people who follow right. the Final Fantasy series. I love Final Diablo Fantasy. Diablo 4. That was, that was an impressive trailer with that angel dude doing his doing his thing. Oh, and yeah, the, that was cool. The other yeah. lady. I never played a Diablo game, so that, that one didn't do a whole lot for me, but the trailer looked cool. Um I just know a lot of people were really into Diablo 3, so I feel like yeah. Diablo 4 probably was met with a lot of hype. Probably. Um, Final Fantasy 16 looks awesome, by the way. I think I've I've heard some people talking about that and being, I don't know, a little bit negative, but, like, I don't know what game they're looking at, because this game looks awesome to me. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, uh, you know, if I really start to get into the Final Fantasy series, then I'm sure I'll love it. Like, be excited about it. Um, So, yeah, those are, like, I feel like those are the kind of the bigger games um i will say one of my favorite moments from the game awards wasn't really like a reveal or anything it just had uh uh bella ramsey and pedro pascal show up um and uh give an award <clears throat> with troy baker and ashley johnson who are the original voice actors of ellie and uh joel from the last of us so i thought it was cool that the old and new for the last of us were together given award it was very wholesome they did it like together in unison and i thought it was super cute um, that was probably the only thing that got me like, like kind of perking up in my seat. Like, oh yay, <laughs> Pedro's at the Game Awards. That's so weird, but I love it. You know, so I like that moment. Go. That was sweet. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was uh, 
you know, that was uh, some cool stuff. I have a couple other notes here. Uh, to touch on what you said earlier, I agree. I think that the Mario movie looks more than competent. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, I've kind of said this all along. I think that the Mario movie is going to be inoffensive. It's going to be well-produced. It's going to be fun. It's going to be... Mm-hmm. It'll go down easy. And I think yeah. this latest trailer what was that. Like, I think the movie looks yeah. really good. And, like, going down easy isn't necessarily a bad thing all the time, especially when you're, like, kind of starting off. So, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll give it the benefit of the doubt. But, yeah, I think that it'll be a a fine movie. But there is something still weird about Chris Pratt's Mario accent. I don't know what it is. I'd be fine if he just talked like Chris Pratt or if he did, like, a really crazy accent. And it's somewhere in the middle right now. And it's, like, kind of, like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, my, uh, sister's boyfriend, he was, we were talking about it yesterday and he was like, I wonder if they're just making it sound like Chris Pratt now so that people will talk about it. And then when the movie comes out, it'll actually sound like Mario. Like there will actually be like effort. You'll see the effort in the movie. I doubt that, but I thought that was kind of a funny concept. That seems too meta for me. (laughs) Um, okay. So other, other thing that uh, we should talk about is, uh, well, we should actually talk about the game of the year. Because this is the Game Awards, and uh, I think very clearly everyone going in knew that this was going to be Elden Ring's night, and it was, Mm -hmm. and probably deservedly so. I have not played Elden Ring yet, because it is a From Software game, and it's, like I I was just kind of saying, I didn't really have a great time with Bloodborne. But, I think I'm going to get Elden Ring, because it, it seems like a like a more accessible version of a From Software game, where at least if you're stuck on something, a big part of my issue with Bloodborne is like I was stuck on a boss and like there's nowhere to go or there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is like you can mash up the same enemies over and over and over again to level up. And it's just kind of boring. So I think like, and I've talked to Gooey, who's played a lot of uh, Elden Ring as well. And and he kind of said like, listen, like if you do get stuck at a boss, like the, the advantage is like the world is so big, you can go to any other part and do something else and then you'll be leveled and come back so i think i'm going to give it a a whirl it is an open world game kind of breath of the wild-esque but you know still has some some from software issues that i that i don't really love like it has no story you're just kind of in a world and you just go which Mm -hmm. i don't know it doesn't speak to me but you know it could be fun so i think i am going to give that game a whirl but this was definitely elden ring's night it looked like god of war ragnarok was maybe going to push for uh a little bit of a, you know, contention for game of the year, but I was pretty sure going in that Elden Ring was going to win. This was probably the most yeah. obvious game of the year winner since like Breath of the Wild, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, I, I, I also thought that Elden Ring was going to take it because it was so hyped and like people were so excited for it. And I mean, even I'm excited for it. I want to play it as well. I yeah. just don't have the console to do it. Um, So I, I figured... I figured it was going to win a lot of um, awards, really. I was kind of, I, I don't know, I kind of felt a little miffed that God of War was winning so much, so many things. Mm. And I'm, But I'm glad they didn't win Game of the Year because I, it only came out like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, right? Yeah. So I just, sometimes when something comes out later in the year, it's like, is it really of the year? You know, it kind of feels like it still has it certainly a certainly got to recency it. bias, for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm glad that it didn't win. Um, I'm sure it's a fantastic game. I'm not denying that. But I'm glad that Elden Ring won because I feel like that was everything that everybody was talking about all year long, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it did seem obvious that Elden Ring was, was going to take it. It also um, won most anticipated last year, right? And the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So lots of people were looking forward to Elden Ring. I remember the first year it won. I was like, what the hell is Elden Ring? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? So George R.R. R. Martin wrote it. 
uh, or at least like wrote the story for it. The general mm-hmm, premise, like the lore, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of cool. So I don't know, maybe it does have a story. I, I don't know, but I think I'm gonna get it. I think I'm gonna play it, and that's gonna be cool. Um, like we said, Tears of the Kingdom won the most anticipated award, which really doesn't mean anything at all. So uh, there you go. Although even last year, like uh, you're right, like I think Elden Ring had a big trailer last year. Mm-hmm. When it won most yeah. anticipated, and Tears of the Kingdom had nothing, which was too yeah. bad. Um, that wasn't the only game. Actually, Nintendo did pretty decent this year for awards. Splatoon three won best multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Um, Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope won best RPG, and uh, uh, Bayonetta three won best action adventure game. And I'm obligated. Kirby won a game. I think it was like the family game. I was going to say I am obligated to mention that Kirby also won an award. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so i mean nintendo cleaned house a little bit too but uh oh shout out to tunic that didn't win any awards but i was, was about to mention that few. next actually yeah. i think tunic I mean, really got robbed and like i i haven't played stray mm-hmm. so i can't speak to the quality of that game but i kind of think it like maybe got a little bit overblown uh, because you play as a cat and it's like ooh, cool you like you play as a cat this is fun yeah. I just can't see a world where Stray was better than Tunic. I really can't. I've heard really good things about Stray, to be honest. So, And I think it was marketed well and hyped up well enough that people were talking about it. I don't think that people were talking about Tunic that much, to be honest. Right. Well, So that's, that's kind that's of fair. unfortunate. But yeah. I think it's cool that it was even nominated, you know. So. Well, I, I think it very clearly should be. Like... Tunic might legitimately be my game of the year. Like it's between Tunic and and Xenoblade Chronicles three, and when I pick up Elden Ring, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's it's an awesome game that I I think deserves yeah, um, a little bit of love. But uh, hey, that's that's okay. Uh, but I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that Tunic was was robbed. Um, or Tunic. Yeah. Okay. Well, we also have to talk about the thing that happened at the end of the show. Oh yeah, I'm still very confused on what even happened. Let me walk you through it happened. There was, when Elden Ring won Game of the Year, the guys from From Software, they walked up to accept their award, and uh, a kid, a 15-year-old kid, followed them up, and everybody just kind of thought that uh, he was with somebody, and this kid was not with anybody, and so he's standing in the background, You've got uh, you've got Reggie. I think Reggie Fizeme was presenting this award, or uh, maybe not. But anyways, so they were presenting the award, or no, it wasn't Reggie Fizeme. It was uh, it was Joseph Ferris. So he's presenting <laughs> the award, and uh, this kid is standing in the background, kind of clapping along, and everyone's like, he must be with someone. And after he's done, he gets up and he says, "Quote: I think I want to nominate this award to my Reform Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton." Is what he said. And that was one of the most bizarre, surreal moments. Because every person was like... Huh? Huh? What what just happened? What just happened? And so there were a lot of people... um, A lot of people trying to figure out what the hell happened. And Jeff Jeff Keighley, after the show was done, tweeted out like... The person who walked up with us has been arrested. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. There was tons of memes, which was funny. But... So this, this kid... So actually Jason Schreier got a hold of him and conducted an interview with this kid... Um, and it's, it's actually not as, not as in-depth as you might think. So a lot of people were like, was that some kind of like right wing, like dog whistle, like some kind of code? I think it was just a prank. It it was, it was just a prank. Yeah. Although he was wearing a pair of Yeezys up there, which is pretty goddamn lame. But 
so this kid, uh, when he was talking to Jason Schreier, like stayed in character. He doesn't have an accent in real life. Like that was just like a, a thing he did up there. Um, so he was just, it was just like a prank basically. And it's, there's actually a really good article on Polygon that you can, uh, you can Google. If you Google Bill Clinton rabbi, you'll find this article right away. <laughs> um, but it just kind of details the history that this kid has, uh, of the pranks that this kid has pulled. He's been like a big, he did, he did some like free Hong Kong stuff before on like a blizzard event. Um, mm. he's done, he's just done a series of, of pranks like this, but he was in like, he was in character the whole time. It was just like, it was so bizarre. It was like one of the Weird. most surreal moments that you will see in, in a game award or any award. Just yeah. very, very odd. Very, yeah. very surreal. The memes I were mean, good though. I mean, it's kind of funny, uh, especially at the game awards, but I kind of feel like it's annoying too. Cause they just won game of the year wrapping up the show. And it's yeah. just like, okay, eh, really? You yeah. know, it's just kind of like one of those things where I guess when you're older, you're just like, do do kids really have to do this? Like, what compelled you? You know what I mean? Well, like, Keely was definitely a little bit rattled. And uh, frankly, like, it it could have been a lot worse. You know, yeah. like, it, if some guy just walked up, I mean, you could have had, like, you yeah, know, you Will Smith, Chris really Rock 2.0 going on at the <laughs> Game Awards. So, I mean... It, it is a really weird moment, and unfortunately, that's something that pe- everybody's going to talk about, you know, yeah. when it comes to that moment. <laughs> it's unfortunate because yeah. the game of the year is a big moment. I, I don't know that I would say it overshadowed the game of the year, but it definitely detracted a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it was a pretty decent show. That's all right. For what it was. <laughs> I, like, I, I it think was, it, it was a pretty yeah. decent show. Yeah. I, the, the best I game award show that I've watched yet. Which, like, the bar is on the floor. Like, the bar is, is very low. <laughs> okay, when you put it like that. <laughs> well, like, I, I mean, Lee, it is, right? Like, it's... Yeah. The history of the Game Award shows are not that good. There was the one where Breath of the Wild won Game of the Year, and that was, like, pretty cool, but mm-hmm. that wasn't a good show. Yeah, it was, it was only good because Breath of the Wild. announcement, too. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. Um, and it also had, like, the sweet, uh, like, performance medley at the end, which every game, mm-hmm. like, every Game Awards has, but, like, that one had the... Uh, the singer come up and do the Mario Odyssey song, so that was great. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So that one was kind of cool, just from like a Have sentimental been watching this point. For five years. Oh my god. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I, so actually, Game Awards 2016. I watched that, and I was not a part of. I don't think I was a part of Zelda Dungeon yet, and mm-hmm. I either I was either in the process of applying or I applied like the next day when I saw like something come out for. Uh, for apply to the team. But um, yeah, the Game Awards is kind of like my Zelda Dungeon anniversary, actually. So this would be, what year is it, 2022? So I've been at this Zelda Dungeon business for six years now. Six years. Yep. yep. December's my anniversary, too. So yeah, that's funny. That's a long, that's a long time. Um, mm. So yeah, here it is. Tears of the Kingdom, one most anticipated a- game, but uh, decided to take the night off, which is too <laughs> bad. They've been taking the last three years off. Ugh, I just, I don't know how to feel anymore. I'll be excited, obviously, when uh, when we get some. Okay, here's a, here's a Zelda's percentages for you. I asked you before the show started. What is the percentage that we see something for this before February? Like, is this really going to be marketed in the last three months, you know, that it, before it comes out? What's the percentage that we see something in January? 15 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty low too. I can't. I mean, I can't say zero because anything could happen. I hate when right. people say zero percent on Zelda's percentages or a hundred percent. By the way, yeah, only Sif deal in absolutes. But <laughs> um, I can't say it's very high. Like, because I mean, so so somebody somebody in our Discord channel actually posted a their own kind of quasi Zelda percentage and was just like. Is, is Tears of the Kingdom going to show up? Because they had this tweet that came out and like, oh my God, they're, they're mentioning Tears of the Kingdom. That's how starved you are me. for Tears of the I Kingdom. I posted that. <laughs> no, no, someone else posted like the yes or no, it will show up. Or, oh, okay. okay. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing and matching the two because you, you did post something, but. Yeah. And so I said 25%, mm-hmm. but not because of the tweet, like because it just makes sense to, mm-hmm. to, to do that at the Game Awards. Right. It makes sense because there's millions and millions and millions of people watching and it's the audience that you don't already have. Yeah. And so because it made sense, they didn't do it, which is fine. <laughs> um, Sounds like working for the government. <laughs> no, I would say that it probably, it probably makes sense to start releasing stuff like yesterday. But because it makes sense, I feel like they're probably just going to wait until February and do like a big Nintendo Direct or... The maybe only maybe way they'll even do like the Zelda specific direct. I don't know. Yeah, that's the only way I see it happening in January is if they do, uh, if they're you know day before, of course, uh, typical Nintendo fashion. They're, they're like, join us for this Tears of the Kingdom direct, just like they did for uh, um, whatever uh, Xenoblade Chronicles games, yeah. Three. Yeah, um, which this, we this haven't be... seen before, but I mean, why not? This would be my prediction. I think that we have it a little bit backwards. Because they they have to have a direct because they have to announce what else is coming out in this year. Because as mm-hmm. of right now, it's Pikmin four at a TBD time. It's Fire Emblem in January. It's Octopath Traveler two in February. And after that, other than Zelda, yeah. like I don't know. So they yeah. do have to have a Nintendo direct. They have to tell us what's coming this year. So that'll ha- probably happen in February if history tells us anything. And I'm sh- I, I mean I'm sure. They have they have to show off Tears of the Kingdom. I say that I've said that multiple times before. Like they have to show it off, but they haven't. Yeah. But they have to show. Like they have to show it's this off. It's down to the wire. It's down yeah, to the wire. And if they gave us a release date, so. if they're going to be so arrogant as to not do that, then I I don't know what to tell. They deserve whatever they're going to get. But so I think that they have to show it off, and I think that they'll probably have a trailer and say like tune in for like a gameplay direct or something like two days later. Like you know what they used yeah. to do with Smash Bros. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So I, I could I see that, that happening in like, I don't know. I don't think that's very, uh, it's certainly not very sexy. It's not very engaging. Not great. I don't I know. know that, I know that we've had games that have only been marketed for like three months. Like, um, Age of Calamity was only three months, but yeah. first of all, that came out of left field. Uh, secondly, it's not nearly as it's big. not. It's not the biggest game that you have. Right. Right? Like you've got the biggest game that that it's most anticipated by clearly everybody yeah. according to the game awards. How can you wait until 3 months before the game to start really marketing it and tell us what the heck is going on with it? I just don't understand that at all. It's just arrogant. Like there's no there's no other way to put it. And I think that they're going to see some of these effects come by and like uh, I, I don't know. Like, but, like, I wish we could be more positive to yeah, our uh, it's to tough. listeners in the Zelda community, but it's really like we're we're fans too, and it's really rough. <laughs> it, it's tough, and like if I hear one more person just be like, "Oh well, Andy, the story trailer for Breath of the Wild came out in January, and the game released in March." Like, you know what? No, no, no. 
the trailer for that game was at, first of all, there was a, an opening trailer in 2014, so put that away. Mm-hmm. And I guess we could kind of mix that with the trailer in 2019, so let's just put those to the side. But in 2016 at E3, there was the complete blowout massive trailer. You got an idea of what the game was going to be about. It was a ginormous open world. That sold you on what Breath of the Wild was going to be like. And the story Plus trailer... Plus E3 was completely, completely Breath, of, Breath the of the Wild as well. The story trailer was literally just that. It was, it was about the story. But we know that this this Tears of the Kingdom game is going to have a big open world. Like, we already know that. Like, the whole game is dependent on the story. So, like, or what's different? I, I don't know. It's just, like, they got to do something. They got to do something. And so far, they've done nothing. It's been three and a half years with five minutes of combined footage. I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't sit here and say, like, this feels like the biggest Nintendo game in years, which it really should, but it really doesn't. It feels like yeah. a lukewarm, at best, game. That's coming out that Nintendo's just kind of like, yeah, you know, people, people will buy it. If you don't buy it, we don't really care. Like, you know, I don't know. There's just like a sense of arrogance and apathy about it. It, it, you know what it reminds me of actually, it reminds me of the way that Nintendo has marketed Metroid in the past, which is not good because multiple mm-hmm. times, like Nintendo's released a Metroid game and uh, Metroid prime three for the Wii was a good example. They released, like it was coming out, it was coming out, it was coming out and people were like, are we going to see anything on this game? And like, what, what's happening? And about four weeks before it came out, Nintendo woke up and like, oh yeah. Like there was even an IGN article. It's just like, why aren't you guys marketing Metro Prime 3? And mm. uh, Nintendo was like, you're going to be surprised how great we market this game. And about a month before it came out, they were like, oh yeah, it's coming out in a month. We better do something. They released one trailer and like a crappy little Wii channel. Do you remember those things? Like the, the Wii mm-hmm. channels? And the game just died a miserable death. Like a miserable Aww. death, like it's in terms of sales, which is like it was yes. on the Wii, which is um the Wii, which sold like a bajillion units, and like you know I think they were thinking like well Metroid Prime sold really well, like this game's gonna do just as well too, but like it just doesn't work like that. You have to put in effort, you have to put in resources, you you have to you have to pump it up, and it's like. I don't know. I'm I'm actually like really concerned about how Tears of the Kingdom is gonna do. Like I really am. <laughs> Um, if I, I was just thinking about this, if I were like, kind of like a peon level of that market of Nintendo's marketing team, my shoulders would be like up here and my anxiety would be through the roof because I could just like hear the masses being like, what the heck is this game? What are we doing? When are we going to start seeing stuff? And then you're like, Hey boss, can we release this trailer that we've had for six months? And the boss is like, nah, let's wait until, you know, three months before launch. (laughs) I would have so much anxiety if I worked for that marketing team. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I don't know what they're holding back for. I mean, it took them took them three years to give us the name to the game, and because it was going to be this big spoiler, and like, guess what? Nothing spoiled. Sure that it actually is spoiler. It's just that we don't know what like. It's not enough of a spoiler that because we haven't seen anything for the game. So I think that's kind of funny. Well, I don't know. I don't like to do negative shows like this. That's why I was kind of trying to pump up the tires of the Game Awards. Because I feel like that, you know, again, I feel like say what you will, but this was a good Game Awards show considering the really mm-hmm. bad Game Awards shows we've seen. Yeah. But I mean, listen, there's no other way to to slice this particular pizza. It's a, it's a bad it's a bad time for Zelda like fans. Like I said, we're, we're fans too. So it's kind of hard not to like fall yeah. into the negative well that everybody else is feeling. You can. Just, I mean, I've. You guys know I've been trying to be positive about this game for years now. Like I've been trying, but it it gets harder and harder. Really, really quickly before we get out of here, I want to just take 
like I, I want to do a thought experiment here about what is the worst year for the Legend of Zelda series. So 2022 clearly comes to mind because there was just nothing, not a mm-hmm. single thing. The only bright spot was the the title reveal of Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. 2015. We also got we also got the delay this year too, so that was another. That is true. Part. Okay, that cancels yeah. each other out. Yeah. Um, so 2015, we had, uh, as we established, I don't think we had anything except for Hyrule Warriors DLC. Rough year. That was the year that Breath of the Wild got delayed indefinitely. That's a rough year. So, I mean, 2014, we had Hyrule Warriors. 2013, A Link Between Worlds. 2012. Actually, what year did um, Majora's Mask 3D come out? Was that in... Uh, that was 2015. Was that 2015? February. Yeah, I think it was February 2015, I want to say. Because that was my first article at ZD. So... Okay, well, you are a hundred percent right. So I can't, I can't, we can't include 2015 on this list. Either. It's 2022. Sorry, people, this year. Let's not. so 20, 2012 <laughs> Ocarina of Time 3D, 2011 Skyward Sword, 2010. Maybe we didn't have a lot going on in 2010. There wasn't but a you whole said, lot there. Yeah, you said um, 15 years, and so yeah, that kind of. I mean, I, I feel like that tracks. I'm trying to think of like the worst year. Ever for Zelda, so 2010. But at least we had the reveal of Skyward Sword. But that was also the the E3 catastrophe where nothing went right. So 2010 might be might be up there as well. Um, 2009 was Spirit Tracks. 2008 was probably nothing, right? I, 2008 was Tingle's Rosy Rupee Line, actually. So there you go. There we go. 2007 was uh, Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. 2006 Twilight Princess. Twilight 2005. Princess. I don't think it was anything. Um, was that Minish Cap? Or was Minish Cap 2000? Either way, like, I think in, in 2005, at least you had, like, some Twilight Princess hype going on. Like, you had news mm-hmm. and you had something. Um, I mean, like, you know, 2004 was great. Four Swords Adventures, Minish Cap. 2003, Wind Waker. 2002, you had A Link to the Past with Four Swords. 2001, you had, like... I at least in 2001, you had, like, Super Smash Bros. Melee that had, like, a couple playable Zelda characters, right? Like, yeah. This is probably... So, 2022 is probably the worst year for this Zelda business in the last 22 years. And I yeah, think that I... if we were to keep going back, we could we could make a case that this is the worst year for Zelda ever. Yeah, there's an article ever. in that somewhere. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Well, let's let's end off on that happy note. I would love to know what people think is the worst year for Legend of Zelda. Let me know, please. Let me know on Discord, in the comments, in Twitter, whatever. I because now that I'm thinking about it, Al, I think I think, I think yeah. it's this year. I think it's this year. I think year. it's this year too. Yep. And man, this is like this is <laughs> a year straight of the Zelda caps. <laughs> like, but but you know what my father told me. You know what my father told me, Al. Hmm. The night is darkest right before the dawn, and the dawn is coming. Oh my gosh, yeah, true. It's just, Very true. unfortunately right now, it is pitch black. Very dark. <laughs> it's pitch black. I don't like the dark either, so <laughs> this is, yeah. Well, I, I'm sorry, I wish we could be more positive, people. There it is. Let us know what you think is the worst year in the history of this Zelda business and why it was 2022. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get out of here. You know what I actually want to do, Al? And I want to throw it out there on this show is uh, I wanted to do a fan Q&A because we haven't done one of those mm-hmm. in a long time. 
And yeah. I was kind of thinking about that, and I meant to mention it at the top of the show, and I forgot. So I'm going to mention it now. Let's do a fan Q&A, just a general fan Q&A. Like, ask us a question maybe about what you... I don't know. Just ask us anything. Ask us whatever you want, and uh, we'll answer it on next week's show, or maybe even the week after that. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I want to do a fan Q&A episode, end the year on a strong note with, uh, you know, a little bit of interaction, interactivity. It's and fun, uh, yeah. Yeah, something, something fun and something... Uh, Something not not this because we I feel like we complained for like the last hour. Please don't ask any Tears of the Kingdom questions. <laughs> I would love to do a a, a Q and A that had like some questions based on like the years like we were just talking about like what's your favorite yeah. moment of this year. I think that'd be fun. Anyways, ask us a question. You can ask us on Twitter. You can ask us on Discord. Um, either way, we will uh, we'll get those questions answered in the uh, the next uh, week or two on one on a bonus show here. But uh, yeah. I think that's that's gonna do it. We gotta get out of here, Al. We gotta get out yeah. of here. Um, so check us out over on Twitter at Spateri316 at Allison Aletha, and of course at the ZeldaCast. And uh, make sure that you're checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, five star review, recommend to that Zelda fan, all that good stuff. You know the drill. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's all the plugging we need to do. We're gonna get out of here. Everybody have a great week, and we will see you back here uh, same time, same Zelda time, same Zelda channel. Take care.